Gem Radio. Episode 7, The Business Behind the Music Industry. Hi, fams. How is everybody today? I hope you're all doing great. Thank you for tuning in. We have an awesome show for you today. We have Jasmine Valencia joining us all the way from L.A., sunny California, um, where it's probably a lot less humid than it is right here in New York, but we're jealous. So Jasmine Valencia joins us today with over 10 years of experience in the music industry. Starting as an intern and working her way up to the head of a department, Jasmine grew her name in the industry. Always looking for a challenge, started her own business, the JV Agency, and became an entrepreneur three years ago. As the president of JV Agency, Jasmine manages the marketing strategies and careers for various artists. Along with that, she puts her experience in the music industry to good use by holding monthly mentoring events in LA in an effort to help other women grow and learn within the industry. Additionally, she is an ambassador for the foundation Women Like Us, where she helps to raise money and awareness for females that are sex trafficked. Diving into philanthropic work, Jasmine launched her social entrepreneurship venture, The Valencia, which is an iPhone case, which doubles as a pocketbook, pretty cool, and proceeds of the sales go to various charities throughout New York City. My fellow femmes, please join us in welcoming Jasmine Valencia to Femme Radio. Hi, Jasmine. How are you? Good, how are you? Good, good. We're very happy to have you. So, I mean, you have a a very extensive resume, so there's a whole bunch of things that I want to touch on during this episode. But first and foremost, the thing that catches my eye is the Valencia. So, I know it says it's an iPhone case. I, myself, am a Samsung user. I know, don't don't, uh, scold me. But any any hopes in the future to open it up? (laughs) <laughs> well, first, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, I think uh, hopefully as the, the line grows a little bit bigger, we'll be able to design for Samsung and Android and all the other phones out there. That's <laughs> I know not everyone has an iPhone. <laughs> you know, all inclusive. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so what were your thoughts behind launching the Valencia? And tell us about the product itself. Yeah, so basically it kind of started and it was like necessity for me personally. Um, you know, I'm always kind of running around, whether I'm like running to meetings or at a video shoot or a festival or a concert. And, you know, I always have in one hand, I had my phone and then I have to have like a wallet, you know, with my credit card and ID. But you don't, I don't always want to have like a big bag or anything like that. So I was like, hmm. and this was a few years ago when there, it wasn't, it wasn't as common to have like an iPhone case that would hold that. Um, mm-hmm. But I also was like, I kind of want to have like something hands-free. So I was like looking for something online, looking at stores. I couldn't find anything that kind of matched my style and my aesthetic. So I was like, hmm, I wonder if I could make my own, and I'm not crafty at all whatsoever, <laughs> uh, so I asked a friend to kind of help put in, uh, you know, paper what I had in my head, and and she did, and the funny story is another friend works for Jason Wu, a designer uh, based in New York, uh, Michelle Obama, wore like the gowns and stuff like that, he's amazing, and um, I, you know, I wear a lot of, like, leather, you know, I'm, like, a rock and roll girl at heart, so, so she put me in touch with, um, the Italian manufacturer for the, you know, for their leathers, and I emailed them, and he happened to be in the same town, literally catching a flight back to Italy, 
and he's like, if you if you're free in the next like hour, we can meet in person. <laughs> so I dropped what I was doing, went to the airport, and we literally sat at the airport like at some coffee shop and kind of explained to him what I was thinking. And he's like, yeah, that's easy. And he kind of helped me put me in touch with the right people. I was able to, and mind you, I've never done anything like this before in my life. So I don't, I, at this point, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm just like, I have this idea in my head and I want to make it happen. And a lot of research, a lot of talking to people, a lot of questions that I asked and probably people were like, uh, how does she not know about this? Because they're all in fashion and I'm not. <laughs> and, um, and, and, and yeah, once I, so I was able to make it and yeah, it's, you know, it's a strap, like a, you put it on like a purse, you know, you can put it sideways like a messenger, you know, really up to you, your style and it's black leather, black Italian leather and it has like rock and roll sets and it holds your credit card and ID. So it's kind of like all I bring with me like every day like that's all I have um I don't need to have like a big purse or anything like that it's great for like festivals it's great when you're just like just running around shopping you have hands free you have like you're you always have your phone with you anyway so now it's kind of like permanently attached to your body (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome I feel like so I I feel like we do need to touch like we need to speak a little bit more on the fact that you had like a one hour window to make this happen and drove to the airport to meet this person because there's a ton of people who have ideas and dreams and then when they're given the opportunity like fail to sort of make that last step happen and you literally drove to the airport on like a five minute notice essentially Basically, yeah, he was like, my, you know, he's like, I, I came to the airport early because I had to check in back, so now I'm just kind of sitting here. <laughs> it's like, I'll wait to go to, you know, to your security, like, if you can make it here in the next, like, 15 minutes. And I was like, yeah, I'm actually, like, 15 minutes away. I wasn't really, I was more than that, but I told him, <laughs> yeah, no problem. And, 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 yeah, and he waited for me, and we had coffee, and, and, and yeah, and he kind of walked me through it. And, and that's one of the things that I think you have to, like, always, like, seize the moment and always kind of say yes to things. Um, you know, if, even if you are not exactly 100% sure on how to do something, you should kind of always keep that window open and say yes, because um, I think anything you can kind of figure out, like, once you're, like, in it, you know, you can kind of, like, it's kind of like think or swim, like, if you're if you're drowning, you're going to, like, paddle as much as you can, so even if you don't know how to swim, you're going to, like, do your best to try to, like, float, oh, so yeah. that's what I always try to do. That's, yeah, that's awesome. I always think that's, like, sometimes the best way to learn, like, just throw yourself into something, even if you don't know it 100%, um, and then, you know, if you, if you stay afloat, you'll, you'll get it, but. Exactly, yeah, you'll, like, you'll figure it out. <laughs> exactly. So, where can, where can our listeners purchase this? Um, yeah, it's, the website is thevalencia.com, and so Valencia is my last name, and so that's why I decided to call that, call it that, and yeah, thevalencia.com is the main place, but it's also like on Amazon, but if you go to the website directly, um, you know, you'll find all the information on it and more background uh, as well as the line. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Now, it, I know that you mentioned, and you know, you can, you can read this on the website too, that you do donate a portion of the sales to charities. Can you let us in on some of the charities that you donate to and maybe like sort of some underlying meanings of, of why they're important to you? Yeah, so so the, when I launched it, it was around the same time as Fashion Week in New York, and which I've always loved and, and been very lucky to, to be a part of just as like as a fan of, of the art of fashion. You know, fashion is an art form. Um, so I, I met this woman who puts on fashion shows and she was, she was doing one and she was going to have, you know, a lot of uh, big names walking the runway and 
like, okay, can I give you the pay, you know, the iPhone case to have the models use it, and then any purchases that come from that, like, I'll donate it to charity. So I, I started it with a charity that we basically purchase um, meals for homeless people in New York City, mm-hmm. and you kind of don't realize how expensive that process is until you're actually doing it. Like, there's so many things that I never even thought of, and then as the process was going, you know, there's like, oh, and there's this and this and this, and and you're like, wow, it's actually a lot of resources that going to place to doing some campaigns like this. So that was the first one that I've done, and since then I've you know I've tried to switch it up where I've done. Um, some for like animal shelters. I love animals, so anything I can do to to kind of give back um, and like helping animal charities because you know animals don't kind of you know it's not like they they can do something for themselves, right? Like they they're yes. kind of depending on humans to be treated well and and kind of have a good life. So I like to work with a lot of animal charities um, as well. And I've done a couple other uh, like Big Brother Big Sister. Um, Charities where it's like they're always looking for to have activities for for kids. You know, I'm a big um, believer in like mentoring. You know, like intergenerations. So I've done a lot of stuff with them as well. That's awesome. And so I feel like there's a little bit of a sort of a common a common theme, and I think in a lot of the ventures that you've that you've gone down, especially you know just sort of segueing into women like us and and that organization. Um, you're an ambassador for women like us. So I read a, I read up a little bit on the organization itself. Um, you know, and the work they do is super powerful, but I'd love for you to tell our listeners what the foundation's mission is um, and then some of the things that you have to do as an ambassador. Sure. So, yeah, it's a great foundation. And, you know, the, the whole mission behind it is, you know, women represent half of the world. And we find it as, as our duty as women that are, you know, thankfully in good situations in our lives to help stop these injustices we're seeing with other women in the world you know like we want to be gender equality we want gender equality we want social justice we want human rights for all so this is an organization that helps um in that regard so there's so many you know sadly the stats are crazy about like women and kids still being like sex trafficked you know today it's like 2018 like why is this still going on in the world you know Mm -hmm. um so, so that's kind of our mission to help as much as we as we can to like provide grants and like do women led initiatives. You know, worldwide, uh, we you know we try to focus in areas that like needed the most, like Africa. But sadly, unfortunately, like sex traffic still it, like even happens here in the United States. Um, you know, like Vegas, for example, it's a huge you know it's a huge city for um, kids that are being sex trafficked and, and you know led into prostitution so mm-hmm. that's like happening in like our backyard you know as much as it is around the world so so that's kind of what the organization is about um and as an ambassador i personally lead up like the events for the organization so for example um you know we did a we just had a, a volunteer session where we just invited women in the community and kind of let them know about the organization and you know they can do events we have screenings to raise funds if people want to like throw their own um, charities and host events so like let, uh, let other people know and like raise awareness about the organization and the issues um, anything really that that happens that includes volunteers you know we always looking for volunteers people who want to help out um, you know, we, go, we also do local um, local events, such as, like, we'll go to, like, the women's shelter and, like, help with breakfast uh, or lunch or dinner or, or, you know, like, during Thanksgiving, we, like, help cook meals for for uh, women that are homeless or that are in shelters. 
things like that. That's that's great. I I read and I know that when when we spoke briefly that you had mentioned that um, you had recently traveled to Kenya with women like us. Um, what are some of the aspects of that trip that you think our listeners should know about? And I know you just mentioned, um, you know, volunteer efforts. How can how can our listeners get involved? Yeah, so definitely we're all, we always looking for volunteers because there's so many areas of this that anybody by like very little effort on our day to day we can help really make a difference to someone's life. Um, the trip to Kenya that's something that we're looking to do, you know, once a year. So we're already planning for next year. We're basically we're helping to build schools there where women and kids who have been sex trafficked and now they're, you know, they're free because basically they, they, they get purchased, right? And then uh, the people who buy, and, and it sounds crazy to say, like people are buying other people and then they make them, you know, they make them do things they don't want to do. And, um, you know, some have thankfully have escaped the situations, but they don't have any sort of education. Um, you know, they never went to school. They don't have a way to kind of survive. And then, unfortunately, some people kind of fall in the old habits just because they don't know any better. They don't have the information. So what we do there is we teach them skills that they can apply to, you know, succeed and and do something to make a living. So, for example, this past trip, we, we got a lot of fabric donated from different people here in the United States, and we took it there. And then we held classes teaching the women how to make clothes with the fabric that was donated. So they made clothes from that fabric and then they're able to sell it sell it themselves there and that's how they're making um, income. Um, and you know, so we're kind of, we, our goal is to teach them things, we, like get them educated so they can kind of, you know, continue their lives in a, in a safe environment. So that's what the, the, the mission in, in, in Africa is. So, so next year we'll have another trip if anybody wants to sign up, you know, I'm happy to give them more information. Um, yeah. on how it works and everything. Yeah, and we'll share that info too on our site as well so that if someone um, is listening in, just for you know, a message for our listeners, if you're tuning in now and it's something that you're interested in, um, when there is more information and when there's uh, postings for volunteer efforts, we will definitely share that on our page. Um, it's such a great cause and I think that's so incredible that um, you know that there are people who are investing their time in, into that because we, we do need more um, sort of that, you know, the selfless type of person that's willing to sort of travel and, and do these things. How did you get a, how did you get chosen to be an ambassador? Was it, um, through like a mutual connection or was it something that you were just involved in? Um, yes, I learned about the organization, um, shortly after I started spending more time, um, here in Los Angeles. And, you know, um, one of the ambassadors of the organization is, um, Kat Adler, so if people are not very familiar with her, she used to be a host on E! News, but she recently, you know, she was up to renewing her contract, and she actually found out that her equal host, they literally have the same, they literally had the same um, job description, but he was making, his contract was like three times hers or some crazy amount, so there was no equality uh, from the, you know, what she was getting paid and what he was getting paid, even though they were doing the same amount of work. You know, they're both the same hosts on the same show. They mm-hmm. both show up at the same time, all that kind of stuff. And so she made a big, uh, you know, stand about this, about like equality between men and women because they started at the same time, you know, the same responsibilities, yet his contract was uh, for a lot more than hers. 
So that's kind of how I found out about it, and, you know, through her, like, speaking up about, like, having equal pay in the workplace for, for people that are doing the same job with the same experience. And so she's an ambassador for the foundation, and, you know, I really like what they have to do and, you know, what, they, what they're promoting, gender equality, social justice, you know, raising uh, funds to grant women, like, led initiatives for change, mm-hmm. um, all those things. But I really like their mission and what they're about. So, so I started kind of, like, volunteering my time and getting to know the ambassadors and the founders and I just um yeah I like what they were doing so they kind of asked me if I wanted to be one of the ambassadors as well and of course because they're doing such great things I was very happy to be part of it yeah I I have to say I love Kat Sadler and when that whole (laughs) when that whole thing came about I it's it's sort of like it still makes me mad that it wasn't given like more attention um, but I do yeah. sometimes feel like E News runs the the news channel sometimes, <laughs> so it's like you don't you don't hear about anything happening in pop culture unless it's E News obviously advertising it, and they're not going to advertise right. their own issues. But I I really I really couldn't believe that I like you know, and it's it's a site that's essentially you know marketing towards women. They're mostly employing women. And then when that came out, I'm like, none of this really makes any sense. But, uh, you know, I guess we'll just sweep it under the rug like we do with everything else. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, you're right. It didn't get enough attention as it should have. Um, but it, it, it was shocking. You know, she just wants, like, equal pay, you, you know, and that literally her male co-host was making double her salary. And the network just kind of, like, took it, that, took it under the rug and, like, moved on. But uh, I'm glad yeah. she spoke up and... You know, for people that did see it, uh, you know, she's one that's like advocating for women, and we need more people like that in the world. Absolutely, and I really couldn't believe that she ended up leaving. You would think she was asking for someone's like firstborn child. I mean, she's just asking for equal right. equal pay. She's like the face of the network. I, I mean, I can't. I digress. Um, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> but speaking of that, um, I want to sort of move into uh, you know discussing the importance of helping other women break into the industry. So I know you run some mentor programs that I want to start to discuss um, because mentorship is so huge. And I think especially for people who are breaking into the workplace now, um, you know, a lot of them have no idea what they're trying to do with their lives. Um, They have like a dream, but they don't know how to get there. And it's really hard to find mentors. And, And I know a ton of people that want to be, want to be mentors. So, I know you run a few mentorship programs now, so tell us why you decided to mentor, you know, personally. Yeah, personally I did it because I have really good mentors in my life, and um, it was always very nice to kind of have someone that you can, you know, reach out easily and be like, this is what's going on, I need your advice, I don't know how to handle this situation, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, you know, not, you know, even though Google is great, it's not like it can... Google your exact situation and get yeah. the perfect advice back on a, so on a forum, right? So it's always nice to like talk it out. So I thought I've been lucky to get a really good mentor. So I was kind of decided I'm like I can pay it forward. And the first uh, ment- like mentee I had was from the um, Big Brother Big Sister organization, and that was really powerful for me because it was like a 13 year old um, girl in, in in Queens, and um, you know, she was great, she was very sweet, you know, she was, she was in high school, and just because of her natural upbringing, she didn't know about so many things that I find myself very lucky that I've been able to travel the world and have, like, first 
real like experiences one-on-one where she you know she was so sheltered just because of her environment that you know she didn't know there's a whole world out there mm-hmm. and you know um and it was a great you know it was like a, a year-long mentorship we, we still talk her actually just talked to her last week um you know she's like finishing high school and um and, and yeah it was a, like really great to kind of in some even if it's a little bit like a small aspect, like I had a little bit of influence in, in her life. So, so, so it's great that, you know, I was able to kind of show her different things. That's awesome. I love that. I love that you guys still communicate too. I think that's so valuable. So what are some of the age ranges of the, the women and girls that you mentor? So I know you just mentioned high school. Um, how, how many people would you say, how many women would you say you mentor like on a given, on a given basis? Uh, yeah, it, it kind of varies because one, one thing I have noticed, um, you know, um, girls, women, they reach out in a moment of kind of maybe crisis or, or, or the need mm-hmm. where they're like, I'm lost for, you know, whether career-wise or something going on at home with family or a boyfriend or something. So then, so it's, it's reaching out in a, in a moment of crisis, and then once that crisis is over, they kind of like pull back a little. Yeah. Um. So 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 there's quite a few that 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 are in that you know bracket, and then there's some that is like ongoing. Um. Age wise, you know, like yeah, high school and college, I would say. Um. You know, some have graduated college, and and you know, it helped them like now that they're in like the workforce and they're like, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that, um, but I don't know how to get into that field, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that, that's the age range. Awesome. Have you had a moment with any of them recently that sort of, it was like that aha moment, like, yes, this is why I do what I do? Yeah, yeah, I actually did, um, not too long ago, um, somebody that, um, you know, she's actually somebody new, she reached out to me, like, on social media, and she was like, hey, I, like, found your name, I was just, like, the boy, and, you know, like, I researched you, and she had some questions, like career questions. Like she's like, this is my current situation at work. My boss is doing X, Y, Z, and I don't know how to handle it. And she's like the only female in you know a very heavy male environment. And she 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 was just like seeking advice. And I met with her. You know, we went for coffee. And um, when she explained the situation, and I and I gave her a different perspective that she hadn't thought of because she was you know. When you're in your situation, you just see it with your own eyes, and you're just in it, and you mm-hmm. don't, you might not see something that could be obvious to someone else. Um, so when I kind of gave her like a different perspective of, of the situation, she was like, you know, that actually makes a lot of sense, and she hadn't thought about that. And then she went ahead, and we came up with a plan, and she executed it, and it actually worked out well for her. And then she she came back and told me like, oh, this, I did this, what we talked about, it, and this is what happened, and now everything's good. And, you know, like, she wanted a promotion, and, and she got it. So it was, oh, great. Like, it actually, you know, it, it's helping. That's <laughs> so, awesome. I was like, I was like, yeah. <laughs> what a feel-good story. That's great. And who would have, you know, I give her a lot of credit, too, because a lot of people don't think to reach out. I mean, if you find someone, even on social media, I, I, say, I say it all the time. I'm like, don't be afraid to 
DM someone something important. It's 2018. I mean, we're all, you know, technically on social media. The world is changing. Yeah. You know, feel feel free to send a DM. I think that's great that she had, like, the guts to do that. That's awesome. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, what would you say, I know a lot of women that want to be mentors, so what would you say is their, you know, the first advice? Obviously, you know, in this, in this very case that you mentioned, she reached out to you through social media. Um, what if it's someone who's more just, like, you know, not necessarily uh, business focused on their social media pages and maybe just wants to go locally and, and mentor, what would be your advice there? Yeah, I think um, everybody that I, outside of uh, big, uh, big Brother, Big Sister, everybody that I've come across that I've mentored has been through social media where people have reached out to me, you know, like on Instagram or on Facebook or just through my website, like my business website, but it, it, it hasn't always needed to be about business. It, it has been like about personal matters, um, but I would say just if you do want to find someone locally, I would say you know just go online and research what's available to where you live. Um, you know, like that's the great thing about you know 2018 and being able to Google everything. You can kind of find and get a hold of pretty much anyone. So I, I think that's the best place to start. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. That's great advice. I think I'm gonna start mentoring myself. I think you've jazzed me up here. with the music industry specifically um you know we've never had anyone on our show with the background in music business uh so i you know i i've heard everybody has a dream about being in music because they think it's just so va va voom and so flashy and fun so i want you to give us you know the real the real business side of things uh, so tell us about how you got your start in the music industry. Yeah, I got started um, by interning. Uh, so when I was finishing school, I was in my last year, I, I was like, I need to get like real experience. So let me look for an internship. And at the time, I looked, I'm like, these are like some of my favorite artists. What labels are they on? And they happened to be on Island Def Jam at the time. And I applied for an internship there and got it. And just kind of how I got my foot in the door. So did you always know you wanted to be in music? That was just like a given? You know, it's funny. The real answer is no. I did grow up in a very heavily um, music-focused house, but like not in like any professional way. So, but, but I mean, but that it's like my dad would always take me to concerts, like as far as I can remember, um, always listening to music, always like in the know about music, all that stuff. But I guess I never realized I could do it for a living. So I, you know, I was a big fan of music, and then when I was in college and I realized, wait a second, I can do this for a living, why not? So then I just kind of went for it, and and that's how it started. That's awesome. Full circle. (laughs) So Yeah. (laughs) Can you tell us about some of the artists that you've worked with and, like, the extent of your responsibilities with them? Yeah, so um, so at the label, so I started as an intern, and, and like you mentioned, I worked my way up to like the head of the department. So I worked with any artists from, um, you know, the Killers to Mara Carey to Bon Jovi to um, Rihanna um, to Shawn Mendes. And at the label, my responsibility was help with their online marketing. So like literally anything and everything that had to do with online and like their presence and, and promoting their music online. And, you know, whether it was social media, um, a YouTube video, you know, they were on tour, like any of those responsibilities, it's, it's kind of what I, what I was handling it, like just from beginning to end. Okay. Very cool. And yeah. what, 
what sparked your interest? Because now you have the JV agency. So what sparked your interest in starting your own business? Yeah, you know, it was it was never like a like a set on plan. It just kind of happened. Um, you know, the music industry in the past few years has had a lot of changes, of course, with with the technology changes that we had with streaming and and all that. So um, a few years ago, um, it, you know, it was the Island Def Jam Music Group. It was one big label with different labels on, on, underneath it, and then they decided to split up label groups. Um, so some of the artists that I was working with, like on a day to day basis. You know, they kind of got shuffled around once the, the split happened. Um, so the ones that I had known and worked with for a long time that I was, that they were at a different label now, you know, they were coming to me as a friend and saying like, hey, Jazz, like, you know, our single comes out Friday and I haven't re- received a marketing plan from our new, you know, our new point person. Do you think you could help me with this one thing? And before I knew it, I was doing that to like 10 artists that were just friends wow. and, you know, like as favors. And then I was like, wait a second, I'm doing this for like 20 people. I could like do this like, like for real, like, <laughs> like you know, and, 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 that, and that has to do with within the constraints of uh, being at a label, you know, which as great as being at a label is, it does have constraints uh, on the creative side, uh, you know, from a marketing perspective, sometimes, not always, but sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of how it started and then that it's kind of taken a life of its own since then. I have to say, I love business owners like Arielle, our co-founder. She, I mean, she's, it's in a very similar fashion. I mean, she had a ton of people just coming up to her constantly asking her for nutritional advice and asking her for her opinion on certain foods. And, and she's like, wait a minute, like I'm doing this for free and people actually care about what I'm saying. So why don't I just start a business from this? And then that's sort of how like her, you know, the juice house came about, which is, you know, now she has four of them. So it's, I love that, like, it's sort of just like a, hey, I'm really good at this and everybody knows. So, (laughs) so let me just, let's turn my passions into, into finances here. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it just kind of happened and and it's great that it it did. (laughs) I love that. But, you know, obviously, I, you know, across the board, we know that being a female in male-dominated industries is hard enough. But then, of course, as a female business owner, um, you know, and one in the music industry, which is very male-dominated, especially at the top, um, how have you done yep. things differently to set yourself apart? Um, I think one of the things that I always keep in mind, and it's something I tell my team all the time, is, you know, even though, yes, I'm a female, yes, I'm young. Um, one thing that no one, you know, in the room when I'm walking into has is like the uh, knowledge that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I always walk into a room very confident that this is what I know, I'm good at my job, uh, I'm performing well. So if you might disagree with me because you uh, might know something else or you're we're different gender or, you know, different age gap, um, I still know what I'm talking about and, and it's just like about being confident about it and you know it happens unfortunately very often where you walk in you know, I've walked into so many rooms where not only am I the only like female in the room but I'm probably like the youngest person in the room so they kind of look at me like oh what does she know oh, yeah. uh, Two and when I start speaking <laughs> and they know nothing about digital or they don't understand the terms that I'm using because it's not their world they kind of kind of like sit back and it's like okay um, you know clearly I should like kind of pay attention to what you're saying and you know the truth of the matter is that you know digital is the future like you know everybody's on their phone 
everybody's consuming content, whether it's music, films, movies, like whatever type of content, you know, this is the future and people that are, that don't understand it need people like myself um, who can, who can help them, you know, and guide them in through, through this new world that, that we're living in. Absolutely. I, I personally love that shift in the room. Like when you walk in and you're just sort of <laughs> sitting there and, you know, you're getting the vibe, like no one really cares for, for you being in the room. And then all of a sudden when you start speaking and I love like that shift where they're like, Oh, Oh shit. Yeah. She's, she's serious. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you know, I'm lucky that I, you know, I was raised, um, to be confident and to be able to speak and I can, I can speak up and, you know, at the end of the day, we're all human beings. So it does, to me, I don't, it doesn't matter if you're a big executive or, or have lots of money or whatever the case might be, like you're still like a person and so am I. So I'm going to treat you with respect and, and hope that you realize that you should be doing the same thing just yes. as like a human being. <laughs> oh yeah. No, that's, that's exactly right. How have you seen the industry change in the last 10 years? You know, things change overnight. So I can only imagine in 10, in 10 years, um, you know, how much has changed. But um, what are some of the things that you've noticed that have really caused sort of a stir? Yeah, I mean, definitely with all the technology changes, that has been the biggest stir for for the music industry, you know, like when I started, you know, it's all about CD sales and being the number one, you know, debut, the number one album on the chart that week. Um, you know, that has obviously changed the CD sales have diminished, you know, even, you know, they're getting rid of CDs altogether, all that stuff and streaming is that the consumption of music has changed so much. And so that's changed for, on the fan point of view, but also on, if you're an artist, you know, it's so much easier to put out your work because you don't have to rely on a big machine or a big label, you know, to help you get your work out there. You can just upload it. And if you're if you're good enough, if you're savvy enough, you can really stand up from the crowd. And you know, still today it's sad like I would say ninety five percent of artists um, don't get discovered. Like, you know, and like quote unquote make a big but they a lot of them can make a living because they found something that works for them because thanks to technology. So even though it's had its negative impact, it also has had positive because there's so much more art now and it's just, you know, there's a little bit for everybody out there. So so there's been definitely all the changes for different technology. Um, some have been good and some have been not so good, but at the end of the day, that's kind of like how we evolve as humans, so. Yeah, so going along the lines of like, self-promotion and how artists can sort of um essentially just like on a low level manage themselves and getting their music out there um how you know obviously we're in a social media generation and i always say like one sentence can totally ruin a career um so how do you manage artists like that who sort of just like go rogue on social media (laughs) yeah i think i mean there's definitely a lot of artists that do that or you know tweet the wrong thing or put the same the wrong thing and some obviously don't mean to be a negative effect and some don't care um i think it's a matter of like knowing who your audience is and there's always going to be someone who's offended by what you have to say whether you intend to offend them or not mm-hmm. there's always going to be someone and you just kind of have to have a thick skin to accept when there's somebody being negative uh, but also realize like you kind of sign up for it you know it's kind of like when celebrities complain oh I'm being photographed much okay well you signed up to be a celebrity so like what did you expect yeah so it, it, it goes hand in hand with the territory agreed yeah that's 
very good piece of advice. Um, I do want to know, what is your overall advice to the next generation of women who are trying to break into the music industry? Uh, yeah, I think, you know, if you're trying to break into the music industry as a musician, my advice is always practice. Mm-hmm. Practice, you like, like I said, when I walk into a room, I'm confident because I know what I'm saying. It's the same with a performer. Like, if you are the best musician in the room, no one's going to, like, like they have nothing to say, right? Because you're the best at your craft. Um, if you're trying to break into the music industry on the business side of it, it's researching, always keeping up with trends. That's something I'm really big on. Like, you know, what is going to be the next Instagram, the next Snapchat? Uh, what What is the next platform where people are going to discover music? Uh, what is the next, you know, huge artist that's going to make it big? You know, who's going to be our next, uh, you know, Michael Jackson, like, of our generation? So it's always, our, you know, knowledge is power, as cliche as it sounds, but it's so true because... If you are in the know and you know what's going on, you know, you're already 10 steps ahead. Agreed. Yeah, that's awesome. So let me backtrack. So I want to know if, is there something about the, you know, the like the business side of music that maybe um, people who just consume music on a regular basis, like don't know and should um, I know just from like a, a sports side, when I worked in sports for five years, I always laughed because like nobody knew, for example, when they're going to a sporting event that like all the noise meters and like the things they see on the screen are all pre-made. So nothing is actually registering how loud you're being in the venue. And my friends would always be so confused. They're like, wait a minute. I really thought it mattered how loud you actually were. And I'm like, no, no, it doesn't. So I'd lo- I'd love to know if there's like a secret to the to the industry like that. <laughs> yeah, I think something similar to that is that you know everybody looks at like the the big artists that are like in the spotlight now, and everybody's like, oh wow, like you know they they think success happens overnight, and you know it truly doesn't. There's a, a lot of time and effort and a big team that goes into making these big artists who they are mm-hmm. um, you, you know like Taylor Swift didn't become the biggest pop star overnight you know she worked on it very hard and she had a, a great team behind her for a lot of, a lot of years mm-hmm. um, you know Lady Gaga she you know she was signed and dropped and then tried again and it happened again until finally she had the right team and they helped her become the superstar that she is um, so people think kind of like oh they just got lucky it, it, it's it's a, a combination of lucky, but also preparation and, and, and hard work. So being prepared and, and the hard work, you know, if it's at the right time, you will get lucky. Uh, but you need to have all those components as well. Yes, that's, yeah, that's such a good point. I also feel like there's a misconception that when someone like, when someone's song is played on the radio, that automatically they're like a multimillionaire. I'm like, I don't know that if, that they just become a millionaire with like a house in the Hollywood Hills with one song on the radio. Like, no, yeah, definitely not necessarily. There's a lot of things that go into that because, you know, it depends how many people are on your team, how long you've been working on it, you know, how many advances you got. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many factors and every everyone's so different that, yeah, just because your song's being played on the radio, uh, it doesn't mean much it could mean nothing you know exactly so we also so Ariel and I like to say that um, the word femme just typically describes like a strong powerful woman who truly like you know doesn't take 
crap from nobody and just really powers through. So we'd love to know who is your ideal. It could be a celebrity or it could be like a person in your everyday life who just embodies the word femme to you. Um, I think for me, it's Cheryl Sandberg, um, the chief operating officer on Facebook. I love her. Um, I think she, yeah, I think she's, you know, a great executive. She's an activist. You know, her books are great. She's so open and honest as to what she's going through. Um, she doesn't hold back just because she's a female. Uh, she obviously has a, a great, powerful position in, in what she does, and she's really good at what she does. So I think she's she's very inspiring. So I really I really admire her and like all the stuff that she's gone through and how she's kind of come come out of that. Yeah, that's so great. I I love her. So she's a total idol. Um, so where yeah. <laughs> where can our listeners follow you on social media? And if you have any websites that you want them to visit, um, we had our our last um, guest shared some like books and documentaries that she was very interested in. So feel free to let our users know. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm always on, on all social media platforms, but, you know, my, my Instagram is at DJ Jazzy, my company is at JV Agency, my website is jv.agency. Um, if you want to know more about the iPhone purse, it's zvalencia.com. Um, you can send me an email through any of those platforms or a DM, and, and I'll, be, I'll be sure to respond. Awesome. Thank you. And do you have any closing statements for our listeners that you want to share? Yeah, I think um, it's always important to kind of stay authentic to yourself, um, no matter what you're doing. I think that's the only way we can we can really like succeed, uh, and that's something that I've always done. At the end of the day, you know, besides any challenges, I've always stayed authentic as to who I am and, and like what I believe in. So I think if you do that, then things will work out for you um, the way you want them to. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining us. Thanks for being on our show. Um, now we got a little West Coast vibes on Fem Radio, which is awesome. So thank you again, and I appreciate it. And then to all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Please subscribe. Reach out to us if you know of anyone else that you want us to feature on the show. And hashtag Get Femmed. Thank you.